Hey guys, welcome to the Higher Points, and today we're coming at you with a to the point. We're just going to talk about what's been on our minds, um, and uh, just have a good conversation, and hopefully we can uh, make you have a good week. The uh, the important piece of the equation here is is like what's been on our minds. I'm not sure that with what's been on my mind lately, we could get it all in a 45 minute podcast. So maybe I'll just pick out some pieces. Yeah, you guys may not want to hear what's <laughs> all been on our mind too. So, <laughs> like so much so that. Uh, you know, the doctor told me like, Hey, when you're feeling your blood pressure gets high, you can take two of those blood pressure meds if you want. Unless I, I've done that a couple of times lately. It's like, these guys are psychopaths. They need you know, to stop. So, I mean, that was kind of like what was, has been on my mind is I had, uh, so, so, so basically some things at work have been happening that stress me. Um, and and then some things at home, like, you know, I've got a hormonal teenager that is struggling with some schoolwork assignments. And then when I hold him accountable, you know, I'm basically punished for his actions. And so that's been fun. <laughs> um, and so, so, you know, I, I, I laugh, but one of these days I'll, oh, don't worry, I'm, I'm going to be laughing back at you someday. <laughs> like mark my words. All yeah. right. Like mark it today. You know, uh, we're recording this on November 11th at three o'clock in the afternoon. Mark my words. <laughs> I'm going to be the one laughing right back at you one of these days. Yep. But, um, so, so Wednesday night was our like men's group Bible study. So we're doing, um, what was the name of the, the guy that was the Indianapolis Colts coach? That he took him to like playoffs and Super Bowls and um, <sighs> while Payne Manning was there, yeah, real tall, slender guy, so African American gentleman. I can um, picture his face right now. God. Anyway, so while he's looking that up, we're we're doing a a Bible study book based on like what he like he actually quit being a coach and and for the and for the Colts and all that other kind of stuff because he basically wanted to kind of get into ministry and like spread the gospel more which I was like holy cow Tony Dungy yeah Tony Dungy that's him and um so he made this whole program and so it's it's just a men's bible study about like you know what it is to be a man and you know and and be a godly man etc well I I have found that <clears throat> the times that I'm like, man, I really don't want to go to this Bible study because I was having a rough week, having a rough day, you know, and so the enemy's telling me like, hey, man, you know, you've had it rough. Or as Angie would or uh, Andy would say, you know, the bitch voice was telling me like, oh, you've had a rough week. Like, you know, you don't like being around people like just stay home and just relax and chill out. And maybe you can play some video games and, you know, just trying to keep me away from what I, I feel and I believe keep me away from the word. And so I'm like, no, those are the times like, okay, yeah, I really need to go. And it was true. So I, I went to the Bible study and everything, and I'm, I'm stressed. And in the middle of that, um, I get a phone call from a coworker um, that is, you know, kind of putting me between a rock and a hard place. And, and when I came back in, I, it must have been painted on my face because the guy, Jason, that we've had on the podcast, he stops the Bible study and he's like, you all right? And I'm like, actually, as a matter of fact, really, no, I'm not. You know, which is nice about this Bible study because and it's really, I mean, you know, I those are, that's a group of guys that you can really yeah. trust. And I shouldn't even really say it's a Bible study. Like I make it seem like we got our Bibles open and we're like highlighting and underlining. I mean, like it, it is rooted in the Gospels, but it's more men talking to men about the Bible. <laughs> yeah. And. And I'm like, no. And here are like all these things that I'm struggling with, you know, to the point that I even kind of like, like start to cry a little bit, like not like bawling or anything like that, but like just like that emotion's not coming blows, to the surface. Not and, or yeah, <laughs> thankfully, thankfully it wasn't that bad. 
um, you know, and, and I'm able to be vulnerable with those guys and just kind of tell them what I was struggling with. And then, you know, got some really good advice from Rob Ross that we've had on the podcast and my pastor, Wayne Beaver, who we hope to have on here pretty soon. And, you know, and then basically came to the realization that, um, you know, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today was that there there's like things you can and can't control. And that at the very end of that Bible study, it was interesting because it was almost like God was telling me, like, put your money where your mouth is. Because through this whole sheriff thing, I'm like, hey, you know, the glory goes to you. This isn't like me. And I've said that many times. It's not about what Nick brings to the job. It's like, how do we, you know, bring a little bit of up there or down here? And not to say that, like, I'm forcing my religious beliefs off on the community or the people that work for me. But I can be a godly man to those people and to mm-hmm. the community. So so the the glory goes to him and then it's all his his will. If he wants it to happen, like my God literally walked on water. So if he wants me to be sheriff, like he will make it happen. That's all there is to it. And if he doesn't, then he doesn't. And so I've been praying that for a long time. Well, in these instances of the stuff at work and the stuff at home, like, can I control the stuff at work being very vague? No. Can I control whether my son decides to turn his work in that day or not? Like, do, can, can I actually like take his hand in my hand and like move it to the box to turn things in? No. So there's like these things that I can't control. But that little event, you're letting that like stress you. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and and just knowing like and just him coming home and being like rude. Uh, that's probably the best synonym that I can come up with. There's other words I'd like to apply to that. But, you know, he comes home and he's rude and he doesn't Be treat people shit. well and <laughs> he doesn't treat people well and he's a hormonal teenager. And it frustrates me because I'm like, you know, you know better than this, like you're mm-hmm. better than this kind of thing. And so it's it's one of those things where that's that's kind of where I struggle with. But I can't control him. I can't control his actions. But I allow all of that to control me. And so mm-hmm. that Bible study was basically like all about that, like are you going to put it down at the cross and let me take it or not? You know, and like you can't control these things like only yeah. I can. And so. You can continue to raise your blood pressure and beat yourself up. Try to put it on your shoulders. Yeah. And so they were like, hey, will you be the one to close us in prayer? And I was just like, "Ugh, you know, like, like, I mean, I have it on me. I have, well, I have no problem praying, but like, I knew what was getting ready to come to the surface. And by the end, you know, I was getting choked up, you know, Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I'm like, okay, like you're telling me to put my money where my mouth is. I drop it. I leave it with you. And that's where I was at. And like after that, like I felt such tremendous relief. Like it literally like fell off my shoulders. Yeah. And I had to do the same thing in my business because you've heard me say on here before that like I just stacked too much at once. Didn't have that foundation built that we talked about. But now I'm at the point now where like the websites aren't being built maybe as fast as I'd like. And I'm not sure if that's just an unrealistic expectation. And to be fair, the guy that's working with me, he, you know, he's not getting paid. This this site that we're working on right now because I'm not getting paid. And he was just like, hey, man, like, I'll do this with you. Don't worry about paying me. So I can't really have an expectation of you're going to have this up in like a week or a month or whatever because I'm not paying you. <laughs> like, yeah. so so I'm struggling with with that. And, and, you know, like just budgeting my time between work and family and business and working out and like even taking a few moments to game for myself which i've done the last couple of days you know and being a husband like i just like all that stress like there's all these things that like i can't control like i can't control the day my wife had at work i can't control the day my kids had at school i can't control how people are i want to phrase this what 
what things that are going on at work. I can't control that. Um, and so what are the things I can control? I can control me and how I respond to that situation. And it's the same thing the Stoics teach you. Yep. And I've actually, I'm kind of glad we're having this conversation because I was sitting there uh, on Wednesday. I was just all by myself, just thinking. And like, That's a dangerous place to be. Yeah. Digging a trench and like, I could just like feel it in my jaw. Like my, I was just clenched. Just the tension was there, you know? And like, I tried to really unpack, okay, like, why am I, why am I doing this right now? And, you know, like I was thinking about things that were out of my control that were not getting done and, or that not necessarily weren't getting done, but that just things that may not get done or may not go the right direction. It's like, I'm, I can only focus on what I'm doing right now. Like, it doesn't matter what's going on out here. Like, we got to focus on this, get this done and move on to the next focus on in the moment. And, um, I think it's, I think it's honestly good that we're having this conversation <laughs> well but here's the way that i like to look at it is and i tell this to eli i tell this to all my kids i tell it to andrea especially since andrea is doing 75 hard which she's on she only has like 20 days left and she's been doing amazing and she's already lost like 20 pounds um so shout out to her phenomenal job um i actually failed on day 11 the other day because i forgot to take a freaking progress picture but hey get back on the horse keep going right so um is I, I illustrate the point to like Eli of like, okay, before you go to the gym, take a picture, you know, and then when you're done with the gym, take another picture, put them side by side. Do you see a difference? No. Hmm. But if you take a picture day one and day 365 and then put them next to each other, you see the difference. So I think that when we look at business, we need to look at it the same way is like you, you I think you're the one that sent me that thing about like where you are two years from now, you know, you won't even recognize if you yeah. just keep like showing up. So, so for you, like, like in that moment when you were digging that trench that day, like that was just the one thing to like move to the next step. And it's the same thing when you're building a house, like when you guys do the dirt work, like I'm telling you when, when I look at the plans and when I look at what you guys are doing and I walk into that building and the flooring and the layout, like I cannot picture that house in my mind mm -hmm. at all. Now, once you guys get it up, um, and you get the, get like everything set up and the walls kind of in place. Then I kind of, my brain starts to go, Oh, okay. I kind of see whereas you, you can see the, basically the completed project in your head yeah, and what it should be. And so when, when I look at you guys doing the dirt work, it still doesn't make sense to me, but then you do like the footers and then you do like foundation and then you do this. And, and I'm probably not saying that right. No, so if you're I'm, good. I'm wrong, but you know, and then you guys start building that. It's just that like incremental progress that gets you to that overall goal. And like a house is very emblematical of what you're going to be doing in your business and, and there's going to be a setback. There's going to be a setback in every step of that process along the way. And there's going to be an issue or a mistake that's going to have to be corrected. And that's one thing that like in the construction industry, you've got to be really good at rolling with the punches. You know, you've got to be able to like, okay well, we messed up here on this point. Here's what we can do moving forward to correct this. And I'm confident, like with our crew, that we can do that. Um, but like we talked a little bit before the podcast, it's like um, you can't be working in your business and working on your business at the same time. And that is a tough balance for me because I feel like I need to be there. But I feel like that's part of my control of like I need to let that go. And so I can work on the business and not in it. And I think I could almost be working too much in it and hindering growth of my guys because I'm there all the time, you know, and not letting them necessarily make those mistakes and correct themselves, you know. 
I don't know. It's a it's a tough balancing act. Well, yeah, and so like for me, like you you have employees. Granted, you have a lot more inputs, which means you also have a lot more outputs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy it's easy for me to uh, it's easy for me to look at you and say, "Hey, look at this. Nate just built a three hundred thousand dollar house," and for me to put in my brain that Nate now has three hundred thousand dollars, like yeah. not how that works. Like, what's 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 renting a week's worth of a skid steer cost? Just um, rough, just roughly thousand dollars yeah so i mean like right now a thousand bucks to me is a decent amount of money to mm-hmm. you like in the grand scheme of things a thousand bucks is not a lot because it's like okay i'm just gonna buy that and rent it and get this job done yeah like for me to spend a thousand dollars to rent a skid steer like that's whoa so what i was getting at is is like you know I, what i wish is like when i look at you and your business model i wish i had employees like i wish i could employ people to like on a more permanent basis to like make these websites so mm-hmm. I can go out and do the sales. So I can go out and make the relationships. So I can, but right now, because of where my business is at and I get that, I mean, I only started in freaking June, you know, I can't have the world. I get it. Like I have to do that work. It's just like what I literally just got done talking about. I don't go to the gym and lift and now I'm buff, you know, it's the there's same thing a, in my business. There's a Joe Rogan quote going around and he talks about that. It's like when you first, like people say they want to be self-employed, Till they're self-employed and they're, they're like it's their life and it's like those first few years is like you're working the holidays you're working yes. like you don't have any free time it's your life yeah um, you, as, you don't as have you, extra free time as it matures you know you you get to a point where you don't yeah. have to do that anymore but you've got to put in the fucking work first yes to get to that point yeah um, scoreboard doesn't lie yeah and and it's one of those things of you know as long as you're building it with the right mentality and the right thought process you can get there. Um, and we've talked on the podcast prior about getting to the point where, you know, can can your business survive without you right now? No. Okay. How do I get it to a place where it does? Like in your case, you know, like how do we get, how do you get Lux into a place where if you're not there anymore because, you know, you die in a car accident or, you know, um, uh, or if I want to go plane crash or if I want to go on vacation for a month, yeah. you know, like if I want to just, since you're rich and have $300,000 yeah. in your pocket. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, getting it to a point where it can it can function without you. Now, yeah. the, now the, then the next the next step of that equation is now where how do I get it to a point where it can grow? Profitability well, can grow grow without me being mm-hmm. there. And then that's where you start setting those people up for success in those small things. Yeah. Um, and like you were talking about, you've talked many times of essentially you want to train guys to be able to just take over what you're doing yeah. because you don't see it as you don't see it as like this whole me, 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 I've got the power, you got to come to me. And I think that's the important part is you wanted to talk a little bit about leadership. If it would be just a real great natural transition, unless you have something else. Mm-hmm. Um, is, you know, I really, really like Jocko's decentralized command. Yeah. Um, and being in a job that is, it's, it's similar to the military, but it's not. You yeah. know, I mean, in the sense of like, you know, chain of high stress, similar. chain of command. You know, lives being at stake, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, I have really good decentralized command right now. Now, could, I, could like for instance, I have the city credit card number. Like now, can I go out and buy a ten thousand dollar thing? No, but you know, if if I have this like forty dollar thing or whatever that I need to get a training done or something like that, I just do it. Here's the invoice. You know, nobody bats an eye. Yeah. Um, and the same thing too of. Uh, Wichita PD, at least back in the day, I've heard things are changing with the way Wichita PD was. But back in the day, a patrol officer would have to go, hey, Sarge, is it okay if I arrest this guy? Which I'm like, what? 
you know, they literally train you at the academy, arrest, don't arrest decisions. Like yeah. that's, that's kind of the bread and butter. Shoot, don't shoot, arrest, don't arrest. Those are the kind of bread and butter of what the academy is supposed to teach you. And so that's definitely not decentralized command. Mm-mm. You know, you're having to go to everyone for every decision. And that really inhibits people's ability to think on their feet, to do anything. And also it gives people the ability to kind of be lazy because it's like, oh, well, I didn't do that because the sergeant didn't tell me to, you know. And yep. it's like, no, no, that's not what I'm looking for. I need you to be a self-motivator. I need you to go out and do things and make decisions and stop cars and make arrests and catch bad guys. And I can't do that. If you're going, hey, this car has a tail light out, can I stop it? So anything that kind of has that decentralized command, and I know there's tons of different schools of thought on leadership, and, you know, Jocko's way may not work for your company. Like, I get that. Um, Andy's, it, Andy's way may not work for your company. I get that. It, Jocko talks about, like, the, is it the max number of guys that good leader can lead is four or five, something like that? That I don't know. I can't pull that up he, off the top of my head. He talks it talks about an extreme ownership. And I think it's it four to five is the max number of people you can manage and lead well. And he talks about that in Navy SEAL groups, you know. Those are some of the best leaders in the world. And it's like Lux is already beyond that point. So me banging my head against the wall trying to lead everybody is not gonna work. Yes. You know, like it's gotta be decentralized. Yeah, I agree. Well and then and then also keeping in mind one of the one of the things there is he said he had an outstanding platoon leader. Like this mm-hmm. guy was the platoon leader, you know, directing where everybody went and all this other kind of stuff. And he said in the middle of a field training exercise, because he saw that this guy was a great standout, phenomenal leader, motivated people, got him done. Well, what happened was he said, hey, you're hit, you're dead during the middle of this. The platoon fell to pieces mm-hmm. because there wasn't that dis- everybody came to him. For their guidance and what it did. And so he basically taught that guy within that small group of what decentralized command even looked like. Like somebody needs to pick up that mantle and get to ba- get back to work. Yep. And so as you're doing that, like let's say you make, you know, J-Bob uh, a, a lead of a crew. You know, there might be a time where just, just because, number one, you could see if, you know, you, you know J-Bob's capable of doing things. So you have J-Bob go do something. Mm-hmm. But then put like somebody else, uh, you know, like Sean, I'm just using other names so that yeah. nobody that listens to this podcast thinks that I'm picking anybody out. You know, you put Sean in part and, and he, hey, you're in charge of the site today just to see how he does, mm-hmm. just to see how that goes and see if that leader, J-Bob, has done a good job of decentralizing command yeah. to where someone else can pick up that mantle and just see how things go. Um, and And it's one of those things where. You know, I, I'm not sitting here telling you I've like run these amazing teams and I have like all this experience like in Fallujah like Jocko does and all this other kind of stuff. But I can tell you that I have led enough groups of people doing things and like literal life and death situations where and I've not taken only that, command. But you've you've also, I mean, gone through numerous, numerous leadership trainings and stuff like all around the state and even like around the country. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not sitting here claiming to be, you know, God's, God's gift to leadership. Right. Um, but I can tell you, you know, I've been, uh, you know, in literal life and death situations and been the incident commander at the time and had to make decisions. And, and, and this is one of the few times you'll hear me do this, but like, for instance, when Chad and, uh, the sheriff got shot, Mm -hmm. um, when we showed up on scene, we were the first officers on scene when Max and, and the sheriff were getting pinned down and we're like, Hey, we're here. And it was just kind of like, 
silence. Like everybody stopped. Well, there was a, there was a, I'm going to be really vague here. There was a department head with me and, you know, like a leader Mm -hmm. and nothing happened. So I'm like, okay, fuck this. Like, so I was like, you two. I was like, grab a rifle, go around the backside of the tree row. We don't know where this guy's at. He could be on the backside of this tree row. I want you to go around over there, make sure nobody's there, hold security there. Yep. And I'm like, I was like, Justin Carter, grab your rifle. You go over there and you cover this side. Uh, department head guy, here, here's my rifle because I had two with me. Here's my rifle. Your security for me because I'm I'm in my sniper rifle. I'm I'm like in it, right? Yeah. Like I can't focus around here. To the point with which, like, a guy pulled up, and you heard me saying this, the one with the sheriff and, and uh, Chad's which, podcast. The guy, which is, like, our, one of our fourth, four, is it fourth, fifth episode? Yeah, something it's something like that. Really it's early really one. early. It's, it's a good one that people yeah. should go back and listen to. But. Yeah. Um, and a guy pulls up, and he's like, hey, what do we do? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. I'm in my rifle. Your security. Handle it. At which point, that department head was like, was like points a rifle to the dude's face. Like, what do you want, Gary? And the guy's like, ah! Like, it's like, you know, leaves. Um, cause we didn't know if he was the bad guy. We didn't know where the bad guy was. Yeah. So is this the bad guy pulling up on us to now shoot us? Like we didn't know that for reference, like people that don't know this story, like the bad guy was an ex, was he yeah, Marine? former Marine, yeah. Marine sniper or something like I that. I don't think he was a sniper, but I know he was a former Marine, Yeah. which every Marine's a rifleman, meaning that he knows how to, at the very least knows how to shoot a five, five, six caliber rifle to at least 300 yards yeah. without a scope. Now they're doing it with scopes, but yeah. Um, and so we, we didn't know if this guy was, cause he'd already shot one, left the scene, shot another and was now holed up. We, and, and we were in his backyard, literally like these were the farm grounds in the area that he grew up. So like we Pretty were close to the river. Yeah. We were, we were definitely, he definitely had, he had the high ground and he had the knowledge of the area. So when we were done and we debriefed that Justin Carter actually said, Hey, Nick, good job for stepping up there. Like nobody kind of knew what they were doing. Nothing was being done until you stepped up and said, here's what we're going to do. And like, I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And so that's why when I, when I come on here that I, I at least speak with some authority, like again, not saying that I'm God's gift to leadership, but I've kind of been there, done that sometimes, especially in super high stress situations, which business can be the same thing when you're talking about the difference between a multi-million dollar bill and, or, uh, a deal and not because sometimes you have deadlines. Like I got to have this done by Friday and that's pretty stressful. Like I've got to get all of this stuff together by Friday. Yep. So it's, it's the same in the sense of the stress load, but different in the sense of like one's money and one's like literal lives, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I'm not saying that one's better than the other or worse than the other. I'm not trying to make that comparison, but um, I've just seen, in the real world, high stress situation where lives are on the line, what a breakdown of leadership and a breakdown of communication and a lack of leadership can do. Yep. And there have been a lot of times that we have gotten really lucky as law enforcement officers in this county that a lack of of leadership and communication didn't get us hurt more than, than we already have. Mm-hmm. God was just on our side and just putting the pieces of the puzzle in the right place. Um. And that's one of the the many reasons that I want to do that is, is number one, I want to add, you know, as a sheriff, I want to add that continuity of leadership into the equation so that people can be safe um, with the understanding that just like Derek Plouts did to me when the sheriff and Chad got shot, <clears throat> excuse me, um, he ordered me to go to a gunfight mm-hmm. and he he said he did not take that that decision lightly. 
So knowing that that part of that community, that, that leadership component is you may be sending people to their deaths potentially, not that you're like intentionally doing it, but Hey, get in there. At the end of the day, that's like what you signed up to do. Yeah. Yep. And then, and then also trickling that leadership down to where if I'm not there, you know, deputy Bob can pick up that mantle of leadership, even though Deputy Bob may not be a corporal or a sergeant or a captain or a lieutenant or whatever, mm -hmm. that they can handle their business and not have to call each time. Like, you know, I see a lot of the call and ask for permission on things. And I'm like, no offense, dude, but if you blow my phone up to ask for permission to arrest somebody, like we going to have a chat. <laughs> like you should be able to make that conversation or that, that decision on your own. Yep. Now, if it's if it's a if you're a new officer and it's a situation you haven't dealt with, whatever you know, I I get that that part makes sense to me. You know, you're learning the ropes, and it's it's a very it's a very um, litigious you know job. So you want to make sure you're making the right call, so you don't get sued. And and let's face it, you've got people's rights in the palm of your hand, and so you need to make sure you're doing it right and protecting the Constitution. Yep. And so I'm totally cool with that. But if you're a guy that's been on the job for 20 years and you're asking if you can make an arrest for theft, like I, I've got a problem with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and there are definitely times that. But also, like, if he's been doing it for 20 years, work for the same agency, and that's the way it's been the whole time, you know, and he's just moved yeah. years, you know, it's just you're going to have to retrain yeah, fair. that. Fair. But then again, it's like if you got someone knocking on the door that's like perfect and ready to roll. And you got someone here that's like, okay, I'm going to spend years to retrain this dude's brain. It's like, what do you choose? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, and my thing is, is that's, that's one of the reasons I'm actually speaking of the leadership, a leadership decision of mine that I would like to implement is I'd like to promote from out of the jail, because mm -hmm. if you can handle yourself in the jail where you don't have a gun and you know, you're not a certified law enforcement officer, but you're, you're dealing with a criminal element and it's literally every day. Jail. It, it, yeah. <laughs> You know, everybody says that, but it, it's all perspective. I, yeah. I really enjoyed my time in the jail, honestly. Yeah. I, I did not hate it. It was a valuable learning experience. So it's all in how you frame your mind. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you can prove yourself in that kind of proving ground, so like when you come out, like not only that, but you, but you now understand the expectations of the organization. You understand the expectations of me, and you've stuck it out working in the jail, which most people don't like the jail. They want the road. They want to go out and they want to, you know, catch bad guys. That's you know? where all the glory's at is being on yeah. the road. And uh, the perceived glory. And, uh, see, God. it's like. It's like 99% boredom. And in football, <laughs> it's like your offensive linemen are your jailers. Like, they get none of the glory. <laughs> you know, the guys on the road, the detectives, those are the running backs. And, and the, the quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. The paper boys. <laughs> My reek's going to love hearing that. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, did you see that uh, video he posted on his story yesterday of him? Uh, they had that screen passed to him, and yeah. then he just like absolutely just blew past everyone, <laughs> and like he made it like within a one score game. We were talking about it last night at at Mort's a little bit. <laughs> that was a pretty. That's pretty good. He it was good like, dude, I was terrified. He's like, I thought I was gonna get caught from behind. <laughs> He's like, I made it to the end zone. He's like, damn, I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> oh. it is, it is his senior year. Like it's, yep. his, he's like he's a super senior. That he? was his last game. He's done. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Well, hey, at least he went he's out. He's done on a high, and high he's note. Super excited to get back living with the boys. Yeah, because they've been in Wichita and he's been up right. in Sterling. And right. I think today's their first day back together. And See, he's, he's super excited. Speaking of leadership, you know, you lead within your family, and that's one thing that I really respect about Myrick is, you know, he. 
you know, he, he, he was a college student, you know, got a girl pregnant, etc. but he stepped up and was a man and he, he works, he goes to school, he plays football, he works out, he hangs out with the kids. Like, I don't understand how the guy does it. Like mm-hmm. he, he is like, like the guy is so much younger than me, but like, I aspire to want to kind of be like him yep. in a way because, and I, and I'm sure he has things. He's a, he's a, he's a fallible man, the same as me, but he's just somebody that I look up to. Yeah. Um, Maybe one of these days he'll be back in Sterling wearing a Lux shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, and you, you have to make sure that you sign that uh, contract that he'll only work for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, and, and so, like, that's another thing that you – another way that men step up and lead to is, is, like, you know, in his case, like, he wanted to provide a certain life for his family, so he did it. And I'm not saying that Bree didn't either. Like, I'm not saying she didn't add to the equation. But, like, you know, I see him – you know, working multiple jobs plus working out plus going to school and, and again, not taking away anything that Bree has done. Not at all trying to do that. Yeah. Um, but from a, a man to another man perspective, like that to me is like what manhood is. Yep. And seeing him step up and do that, like I, I have the most admiration for him. Working night shift at Dylan's, yes. you know. I have the most admiration for him, for sure, for what he does. So, so yeah. Basically, uh, to recap, we... uh. There's certain things you can and can't control, and you just literally have to let them go. I just picture like water sliding off your back, and then you know some sort of some sort of a decentralized command, but also you know some sort of leadership that not only focuses on the broad strokes of it, but like maybe one that focuses some on like what some of the, like Kansas laws or employment laws. Because for instance, if you have a counseling session with Joe Bob. Mm-hmm. You can't lawfully go talk to someone else about the counseling session yeah. you have with Joe Bob. That that isn't protected information. That employment like employment law protects that. That's why they say praise and public rebuke in private, because yeah. it is it is, you know, from from a leadership perspective, it's good, but also from a legal perspective, you know, you, you have to do that. Yeah. Um and then, you know, because because the important thing is, and this is where I think that you're you're lacking is is documentation, and mm-hmm. you need to be able to like even if you have like a sit down conversation with someone, and pl- sorry that wasn't like a jab at you. Yeah, no, um, you're good. Is, is I got it in that <clears throat> that filing cabinet in our finished office there in Sterling. <laughs> All the paperwork. <laughs> um, but what I'm getting at is, is like even if you have a verbal counseling session with someone, you basically need to write down the date, you know, who it is, and then. You know, here's kind of what we discussed, mm-hmm. and then like just put For, it in a put it in a secure location of a file that you can because later on down the road I can pull that out and say, okay, here's what we referenced, yeah, like two months ago, and here like this is all the same stuff. Still. And then if you get sued. You know, or, you know, they apply for unemployment and all this other kind of stuff. You have the documentation to show that we that we took all these remediation steps. Like I didn't just say, I don't like the way your hair looks today. You're fired. Right. Yep. Like we took these remediation steps. I did my best to invest. You know, again, I can't control how they show up to work. I can set the expectation and they can either meet it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when they don't, here's what I did to help them succeed. Because typically, if you're not succeeding at work, there's usually something else that's going on in personal life. Not yep. always. Not always. There are people that just are slugs. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so here are the things that I did to try to help them succeed. So I think that, you know, decentralized command of some kind with the understanding of the nuance and the, the legal aspects and like how to do a write up. Because, you know, for me personally, 
I want to do like not a personality test, not like, hey, on Facebook, hey, take this personality test. Oh, look, you're a purple octopus. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. But they have ones that kind of tell you, like, for instance, there are people in life that the way they recharge their internal battery is to go to the bar and like meet people and talk to people and like, dude, that that absolutely drains my battery. My way I recharge is I go out into nature with no music, no phone, no nothing, and just stare off into space. I don't know why, but that recharges my internal battery. Yeah. And so... See, I feel like I'm the type that goes and talks to people and goes to the bar. <laughs> that, that recharges me. So, but, so for instance, uh, someone like me, the environment we're sitting here in this podcast studio, mm -hmm. okay? If you slide a paper over to me and we have a conversation like this... I'm going to receive this well yeah. because I'm not around other people. I'm not in this place that I'm, 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 I'm overwhelmed or whatever, but somebody that's outgoing that has their battery recharged going to a pu more public space, not, not in the sense of like, not at a conference table that everybody walks by and you're hearing like the, the, the counseling session, mm -hmm. but like you might want to take them to a coffee shop. Yeah. Where they're around other people. This, that's their zone. That's where they're comfortable. They're around all these other people. And have that conversation. It's going to be received better than if you were to put them in this closed room that they feel you know, closed off and away from everything. So there's these nuances. And I'd really like to incorporate that into my leadership style of these, these kind of personality tests in a way to understand how to more effectively and better communicate with staff and how to have these conversations. Someone like me, you can literally look at me and say, you effed up, here's how to fix it, sign here. And I'm going to go, you're right, I did, sign, and boom, I'm going to go out and apply it. Yeah. That doesn't work with everyone. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's pretty much the same way I, I am. Yeah. Like, tell me I fucked up and I'll fix it. <laughs> um, you know, and 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 I, I, I'm one of those people, I'm a self-motivator and then I own my shit, but not everybody is, not everybody's that way. And so you have to really understand that. So that's another thing that you can maybe like look into and examine. And that's a fine line to walk too, because it's like, it's like the dichotomy of leadership, you know, because you can take too much ownership in that. Like, okay, this is my fault that I didn't train you the right way. Or is it like that i've given you the resources and yes you used and you just resource. you just haven't picked it up and you haven't yeah. done it right yeah now i will say i will caution that if you're listening to this podcast there i i think there are leaders um, i shouldn't say leaders i would say managers or bosses because to me manager and boss is a negative connotation mm -hmm. uh leader is more of a, a positive connotation and um they use that to hack people's brains in the sense of, I now know how to manipulate you because I know how you, like, you think and you tick. Yeah. Um, so as long as that you're not being used, that's being used to manipulate, right? You yeah. need to use it. So it's the same thing like the conversation about AI. AI can be used to manipulate for bad things. Mm -hmm. um, but it can also have good things that it's used for. Uh, just like anything else. Like guns. Guns have their good uses. Guns also have their bad uses. Anything. So... It's, it's all in the context of, of how it's applied and, you know, make sure when you're taking a job, you're doing your research, not only on the business, but on the boss, because mm -hmm. people don't leave their jobs. They leave their, their managers or their bosses. Yeah. Um, so like, that's what I've always done. Every job that I've ever done is that's what I'm wanting. I want to know what the leadership culture's like. I want to know what the culture's like. And then everything else is kind of ancillary from there to me. I mean, is pay important? Sure. Benefits? Sure. But like, 
if the pay is really great and the benefits are really great, but I find out that the leader is just trash, it makes me hate life. There is no way. Like, for instance, as a matter of fact, I did not apply to KBI for that same thing because I asked them, I'm like, hey, is it better? What's it like? Well, and they said, well, it depends on which sack you get, which is special agent in charge of those regions. Because mm-hmm. they had one guy that was literally in his 80s and he was stuck in way old school copping. Didn't like technology. Didn't, you know, and it was just like against anything and everything. <laughs> And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to apply get a cell here. Phone. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to apply here and take the chance of getting put with someone like that. Not going to happen. So I didn't even apply. And it was like $10 an hour more than I make now. Yeah. So, but it was an instant turn off to me. Like, I'm not going to work for a leader like that. Just not. Culture. So. It's all about the culture. To, to be fair, so just so everybody knows, before we had the podcast, Nate was asking me some of these things. So I'm like actually answering some of his questions. Um, that he was asking, so that way everybody's kind of like, "Why are you like so you didn't even did leave? Yeah, where did this, where this, where this come up? Where did this come from?" So he did say that he wanted to talk about some of those things. So I just kind of did that. Yep. So good. I think I'm good. All right, hey everyone. Once again, thank you for taking the opportunity to listen to the Higher Points co- podcast. We're humbled that you are just always here every week to join us and be a part of this. We're sorry about last week's. Um, had a little bit of a hiccup with our podcast provider. I think we got that figured out. We'll know after this one posts. So if you're hearing this, it worked out well. Um, you can check us out on our website at www.thehigherpoints.com, on Facebook at The Higher Points Podcast, Instagram at The Higher Points. And uh, we will catch up with you guys next week. Have a great one. <laughs>